all for tuning in. This is Selena and Iman. Together, we make you plus happy. Each week, we bring you someone who challenges us to define success and happiness on our own terms with a dose of laughter. Remember, you can like and subscribe to You Plus Happy Podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at You Plus Happy. Ooh. Hey, Selena. Hey, girl. How are you? <laughs> I am good. I had my coffee, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, what's going on? Anything cool this week? <laughs> I did have something. Well, I don't know if I said cool, but I had a really good experience. So I have been thinking about, well, kind of future plans. And one of the future plans is like, do I want to go back to school? Um, potentially law school. So someone that I went to undergrad with, um, and we follow each other on social media, I reached out just to have like um, a conversation because he went to law school, isn't a practicing lawyer, but just wanted to hear about his journey. Um, and I was like, I'm only going to take 30 minutes of his time because I know people are busy and it was like different time frames, and it was just such an inspiring conversation. We ended up being on the phone for like over an hour. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but he just kept giving me information in his experience. Um, and I walked away feeling very, so he's also going into life coaching. So I did walk away feeling very just inspired and feeling a bit like a weight was lifted and realizing I don't have to go back to school to do what I wanna do. So one of the questions he asked me in that conversation, he was like, if you, cause I was thinking about law school, MBA. Um, and he's like, if money wasn't an issue and you knew that you wouldn't fail, would you pursue a law degree or would you invest? Cause he knows about you plus happy. Or he's like, would you invest that time and energy into you plus happy? And I was like, you plus happy without a doubt. He's like, well, that's where all your time and energy and effort should go rather than spending three years on a degree and like just getting into a career. Just like, oh. um, so I feel like that was a bit of a, I don't know, like an epiphany and like a, you're on the right track thing. Um, so. That is so important. That's an important question. Um, and I, like I read in a, a book one day a while ago, it was like, if you won the lottery, okay, like for like a billion dollars of course after you travel and give people money and buy the house and the car what would you be doing day to day yeah but so I was like yeah I would still be doing all of those things so I I, I love that he asked you that because it's so important second of all first I swear I was thinking about you going back to school this week really yes because I was like I wanted to go back to school too mm. but it's more of a um self-fulfilling like a just a thing I want for myself yeah to say I have it but I don't feel like I need it for anything I want to do and I was even talking to a career counselor about it and she was like no and I keep just thinking about the debt and the time and that yeah that was my thing too mm -hmm. I don't want any more debt no I took it took a long time to dig out of that hole and I don't want to go back in it and it was so stressful being in it like Every time I wanted to do something, I had to think about why well, I had to pay all of this off and I owe this much money. It was very, very stressful. But um, but then secondly, also too as well, no, you can't go back to school because we got to focus on this. Yeah. But I feel like in that conversation, because I've never been asked that straight out, 
Um, so it's like, oh, like I enjoy this and this is something that I want to continue doing. But it's so true. Like as soon as you put your energy into something else, like you have to sacrifice something, you know? So it's just like, I'm not willing to um, make that sacrifice. Yeah, that's so true. Remembering the sacrifice. Yeah. That's a lot to reflect on. I have a lot of things to say, a lot of thoughts, but I know we have to keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was my, I enjoyed that conversation. What about you? Anything exciting happen for you? I had a lot happen, like within, like all the things for the show happening and like reading all these books. I just had a lot of epiphanies. So I get, I don't, I, it would be tough to like just pin it down, but it's just reminding what we said on the last podcast, like putting the good stuff in. Yeah. And like, so that's, I think that's what's happening right now. And just like doing practices and stuff. And I just keep having all these revelations and epiphanies out here. <laughs> but what I will say, um, that's fun. I, um, been finding a whole bunch of new songs. Mm-hmm. and I've been in my car like putting them on the loudest volume like I keep getting the alert on my phone like you need to turn your thing down like they have that on the new iPhone oh. they have like oh your music's been too loud for x amount of time for your ears Jeez. they don't know I'm on I'm in my car on bluetooth they don't know anyway so <laughs> but I've been singing to the top of my lungs and like it feels so good I've been doing it every day um what's your what's your song right now okay so it's called (laughs) I don't know her name it's called pick a side okay bye but I pull it up pull it up um okay I can't even say her name (laughs) r-r-a-i-c-h-e reishi rashi rashi maybe yeah but it's called what you say no I was just like okay it's called pick a side it's rogue i love it and then i'm going all the, i'm going a little i'm a little late but i've been by ari lennox love i say not and then leave the door open with bruno mars and anderson pack those are like the three that you know, I love <laughs> those are the three that i'm like leave the door like and i'm like i'll be really like doing my theatrics i'm like okay here's my another rendition <laughs> So, it's been so really- next week we're gonna have a concert with Selena performing all of her favorites. I'm gonna lip sync, y'all. <laughs> Just play yeah, this song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, longest intro ever. Um, who do we have on this show? <laughs> so this week we have Lauren DePick. She is the founder of Life Coaching with Lauren a female empowerment coach, entrepreneur, empath, and lover of eco-friendly lifestyle. Lauren's mission is to empower others to make choices that help them live their best life, not only for themselves, but for the world and environment around them. Lauren is a certified life coach and a certified executive coach. She received her undergrad degree in communications art at Ghanan University in Erie, Pennsylvania, and a Master's of Professional Studies degree in Marketing and Public Relations from the University of Denver in 2017. Lauren has participated in several leadership programs and is passionate about community involvement through her service in professional organizations and volunteering. 
Lauren is also the host of Graceful Confidence Podcast. So we are very excited to have her on this week. Hello. Hi. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Of course. Thank you for the invitation. Of course. So we'll just hop right in. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how you got started with Life Coaching with Lauren and the Graceful Confidence podcast? Absolutely. So it's been a journey, I think, as any entrepreneur would say. Um, I moved to Florida in 2010, so almost 11 years ago. I packed up and left my family, my friends, my life as I knew it right after I graduated um, undergrad and moved to Florida. And in that time, in those first few years, I was traveling a lot back and forth between Florida and Ohio. I missed my friends. I missed my family. I was homesick. I was like, what have I done? And in those travels, I spent a lot of time in airports. So I was in an airport and I picked up the book, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. I'm not sure if you have read it, but she also wrote The Secret. Yeah. Yes. So the secret was, was a thing that I didn't know about, but I picked up the magic first and the magic is all about the power of gratitude. And I started doing some of the practices, keeping a gratitude journal. And I noticed that I started to feel, feel better. Like my life was starting to turn around. I was appreciating where I was and I wanted to share that with other people. So I went back and looked at it today. I actually started a blog in 2014 called You've Got This, How to Live an Amazing Life on Blogspot. It's still up there. And it was just, you know, silly ramblings about the power of gratitude, how positive thinking can really make a difference in your life. And this was seven years ago. So I was kind of on the path for coaching without even knowing that I was really doing it. So fast forward a few years and I decided two years ago to get really intentional about it. And I got certified as a certified life coach, as a certified executive coach. And I'm like, I'm, I'm all in, I'm ready to start my own coaching practice. So in March of 2020, which was last year during COVID, yeah. an ideal time to start a yeah. new business, I lost my coaching, my coaching business. Was there, um, so that was, that was, there was a lot in that to unpack there, <laughs> um, within the, within the moving, um, living in Florida, the blog, um, life coaching, was there a turning point where you realized you, when, when was the turning point? I would say taking the jump to move to Florida was mm -hmm. the turning point for me. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and I, I was so blessed to have two parents who supported me no matter what. I really, I, to back up a little bit, when I was in eighth grade, I flew out to California for the first time. And that was the first time I really had an awareness that there was a world outside of Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to Ohio, but it's, it's cold, it's snowy, it's gray. It's just, I don't, I do not love it. I love my family and friends and hometown dearly. But when I went to California and I saw the ocean and the sun and like the sea lions, I'm like, my mind was like blown. We were having lunch in the cafe with like the nice lighting in the trees. And I thought to myself, 
there's so much more than, than what I've grown up with. So that's always, that was always in the back of my mind. And then going through college in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is also very snowy and very, very cold, great school, great friends, great education, but I knew that was not where, where I wanted to stay. So I knew it was either gonna be California or Florida, somewhere warm, and I had family in central Florida. So that's what eventually helped me make the decision and really making that move, taking that jump to leave life as you know it, it was hard, it was challenging, it was scary, but I would not be where I am today had I not done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting because me and Selena talk about it all the time in terms of just traveling and seeing something new, how much it opens your mind and your just perspective on everything. And you get to have that experience. Um, And it's hard to move back once you've been opened up to all of that. So definitely understand where you're coming from. Quick, quick side note. What when you said when you first moved, because I went, I went through that too. Like you don't know anybody yet. You you go through that lonely phase. How did you deal with that? Because a lot of people move now. I don't know about within COVID, but in general, like you know, obviously right. the statistics have gone up. People move way more than they used to, and, and it's like you don't regret it. But it it is that getting over that hurdle in the beginning for sure. Um, and so, how did you deal with that? I dove into the community. So living in Florida, I mean, we're, I'm so lucky to live in Florida. This is like my dream. So every weekend when I wasn't working, I would drive to somewhere new. I would explore different places. I had a really good um, friendship made with someone at the job I was working at that we hit it off right off the bat. So that really helped too. When you can start to form those friendships and have that support system, that's huge but I still was traveling back and forth a lot, a considerable amount. <laughs> okay, okay. So I guess along your journey and you kind of touched upon it a little bit, what would you say was kind of the biggest challenge that you faced and how did you push through that? So after I started my, my first coaching stint in 2014, around that same time, I also started a business with my significant other at the time. And that, that business eventually failed. My, my business, my home, my relationship, like everything Mm. ended. That was really hard. That was very, very difficult. Mm. Looking back now, I would not change it for anything in the world because I would, again, I would not be here where I am. I would not have learned the lessons about what to do or what not to do with the business had I not gone through that. Um, And I think that's where sometimes people, they're afraid to take that step forward, whatever it is, whether it's, it's moving, whether it's taking a new job, whether it's starting a business because they're afraid of failing, but truly you cannot have success without failure. It, you can't, like not true success. You need to go through some of those pain points and learn and be able to grow from those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. And was that kind of how you got through that point in 2014 and just kind of move forward is just kind of reframing and like your perspective of everything that had happened? Was, what was your biggest takeaway from the failure? Cause we, we always like, and I say this a lot, but when it comes to like shows like this and books like this, everyone talks about, oh, I failed, I failed, but, and and I learned from it and I had, and 
I'm glad it happened, but like, what, what was your biggest takeaway from it? My biggest takeaway was no matter how bad it gets, you can get through it. Mm. And, you know, granted, a lot of things have happened this past year across the world with, with COVID and everything. That for me was, was the worst thing that could have happened. And there were days where I was on the couch and I thought like I was going to just wither away, but I got through it. And having that experience and knowing that I made it through some of the hardest times of my life gives me the confidence to be able to approach other things. And, and what I like to do now after going through all of that is think about what's the worst thing that could happen, the absolute worst thing that could happen, and then try to find a solution to that. And if I have that, going into something, I feel much more comfortable or confident about whatever the situation or experience may be. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's such good advice because I think a lot of the fear going into things is the unknown. So if you're already like, yeah. all right, if this happens, I already have somewhat of a plan of how to handle it. So that's, yeah, it's definitely something I will take <laughs> and note down for the future. <laughs> um, and I guess along your journey, your path, what has been your biggest motivation or inspiration to keep going? I didn't realize this until a few years ago, but really it's, it's my mom. And I didn't realize it because I think I was so caught up in my, my own stuff because when I moved to Florida, she was still in Ohio. Well, several years ago, she got out of a very unhealthy relationship and she moved to Florida also. And it was like a light bulb went off for me. And I realized I get my strength, my courage, my tenacity from this woman. And I, I always thought I was more like my dad, but you know, I love my parents dearly, but my dad's been working the same job. He's been working since he was 16. He's been in the same place. And I'm, it, it really was like, oh, I get it from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> So she really has been my, my motivation. Even growing up, subconsciously, I think I was getting that inspiration because she would leave notes in my lunchbox like, be bold and daring, go in the direction of your dreams. And at the time, I'm like, okay, everyone's mom's doing this. And then I grow up and realize not everyone's mom's no, doing this. Definitely not. <laughs> You're the exception. <laughs> But I mean, I think that's part of life. You know, we think our experience is everybody's experience. And no. you can take that to you know, a million different things. Mm -hmm. But really, it wasn't until a few years ago and having conversations with her and watching her kind of go through the same thing I went through that I realized that she's been my inspiration and motivation this entire time. Yeah. And it's like, as we get, I love that as I get older, as I become an adult, I have the relationship with my family members, um, it, it transitions and like we're, we have a relationship as two adults versus I'm a child. And so it, then it gives you a yeah. new perspectives when, and it changes the dynamic of the relationship. And I feel like that's one of the things I, um, I came back to my hometown and I get to spend more time with my family members who are, adult, you know, like my aunts and uncles and my, even my mom. And it's like, wow, we're all adults now. And they talk to me different and I get to know them as an adult as an adult, you know what I mean? Cause they, they treat you like a little kid growing Absolutely. up. You don't, you get a different feeling. I, I, I really um, appreciate that. And I don't take it for granted. 
Um, and so that's probably what gave you that perspective too. Like you're a woman now, so you're looking yeah. at it completely different. Um, shifting a little bit, what do you um, hope that people say about you when you're not in the room? I hope they say that I have made a positive impact in their life in, in some way, in some shape, some form. I'm really into goal setting and just idea planning. Several years ago, I wrote down like five things that I wanted to, to do or have in my life. And one of those was make a positive impact in the world. And it's not really a goal because that's kind of hard to pinpoint and measure. But it's so important to me. And that's what I'm really, I'm really trying to do with, with everything. It's like an ongoing, like a value in the way you live your life. Yeah. Very much so. Much more a value, I think, than a goal. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess just going back, um, so I'm, I'm thinking about just your mom leaving you those notes when you were younger and just kind of like where you are now. What, um, is that something that you feel like was always instilled in you? Like when you were young in terms of, I want to help people, I want to have this kind of like positive impact or did that develop later on in life? Very much so from a young age. And I don't remember some of the instances, but my mom will, will tell, tell the stories. Um, there's one about when I was in dance class, there was a little girl who, and I, I don't know if we can call it like physical abuse, but like her parents were like grabbing her and, and pinching her. And I was very concerned to the point where I went to my mom and I'm like, something needs to be done about this. And I'm, you know, four years old. There's another instance where they were going to cut down the tree in our backyard. And I loved this tree. So I wrote to city council and I was probably eight years old. So I wrote a letter to city council trying to advocate on behalf of this tree and how it wasn't fair and how the animals who lived there wouldn't have a home. So from a very, very young age, I had this, I don't know, this desire to, to help yeah. others, like all, all living things. And I think that's interesting because something I do in career coaching is I ask the client to think about what they, they did when they were younger or what they enjoyed, because a lot of times some of those behaviors, if you can pinpoint it, like that's, that's who we are. So yeah. if you can then translate that to a career or in our adult life, then you'll, you'll be happier doing what you're doing and living in alignment with those values. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like me with the whole tree thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that made me think of, I went to, um, what are those little things with a whole bunch of kids and they play? It's like, if it is indoors and you walk on like ropes and you do like, um, like, like the activity, like. A jungle gym or something. I don't know. But I was like, I was scared of heights and I didn't know. And I'm walking, I'm on this thing. You have to skip these steps, but it's up in the air. And this little kid behind me, she was probably eight. And she was like, You can do it. You have to believe in yourself. And she was like, and I felt like that was probably you. Her, her parents were probably putting like uh notes to her um and I believed it I believe what she said but I still didn't do it because uh, was, um I wasn't going to overcome a phobia in that time but I think about that child a lot because I it was so sweet and so nice and I, I wasn't even saying anything she just saw it on me and she stepped yeah. in that was a little you all right <laughs> I love 
love stories like that. Uh, you know, those little, those little angels are everywhere to give us those yeah. words of encouragement. Yeah, and I still think about her. That was years ago. Wonder what she's life coaching now. I know it. She's like that <laughs> Um, I did, I did want to ask also, is there like, um, you were saying if you can pinpoint when you go, when you, like what you did as a child and, and that can make you happier if you, if you stay in alignment with that, are there like practices or exercises that people can do to like channel that or remember it? Because we you know, we get lost in life and like, we just forget. Yeah. For sure. Um, the first step is journaling. I love journaling, self-reflection. And if people sometimes struggle with that or need to get in that mindset, I would encourage uh, like a slight meditation before that. So yeah. five, 10 minutes, clear, clear the mind, get centered, and then just think back to when you were a child. Another thing, if that's difficult for people is ask, ask your family, ask yeah. your friends, like, hey, what, what stories do you remember of me growing up? Because nine times out of 10, what they remember is not what we remember. And, and that says a lot because that's what other people are noticing about you or remembering about you for, for better or for worse sometimes. Right. <laughs> that's so true. My mom used to keep a, um, one of those little books and she would write about me every year, like throughout my life. I don't know where yeah. those books are now, but I remember reading it and I was like, I do not remember any of this. And I was like four or five, the things I like to do around the house and stuff. That's a really yeah. good point. I hadn't thought about asking people around you, like, what did yeah. you like doing? And that's an easy, easier way if you're not into the, the meditation or the self-reflection, but no. that's like a 2.0 version. The first yeah. step would be just ask people. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Good advice for sure. Yeah. Um, what would you say, I know in society we have an idea of like what it means to be successful and, um, but what is your definition of success and when are you kind of in your happiest place? I think there's no definition of success. Success mm -hmm. looks different to every single person. If mm -hmm. I were to talk about the concept or what it means to me, it would be the, the place where what you love to do and what you're good at intersect. And at that point, you're meeting your, your needs. So those could be financial needs, meeting then exceeding your financial needs, like your physical needs. So you're taken care of and then still able to do what you want to do. And I think sometimes what, what drives me a little bonkers about having this positive outlook and wanting to have an impact is sometimes people equate doing good deeds with not making good money or vice vice versa. And I think that that's a stigma we need to get rid of because the more money you make, the more successful you are, the more good you can do. And that's something I really try to, especially women, because sometimes we have this guilt complex where we feel guilty about making too much money or we do some other stuff, which is a whole other conversation. But there's so much power in feeling good about what we're doing and then being able to use that for other good that spreads out. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm the happiest, it would be when I'm helping people reach their own goals. And then when I'm by the water or by the ocean. That's, that's, that's starting to become a theme. Yeah, that's what happens like too. <laughs> Love the ocean. Um, I think it's so interesting because I think um, even within society, a lot of the, I guess, helping fields, when you look at 
the salaries are not valued as yeah. much within society. So I think that's so important to be able to be like, you know what, no, like we need to value these things that are actually making an impact in people's lives versus, you know, there's some other professions that get paid very well. And I'm just like, but why? So. Yep. I, yeah. I haven't figured it out, but I'm working on it. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how we can. And I think honestly, it starts with conversations like this, mm -hmm. just bringing yeah. an awareness to it and mm -hmm. letting people know, you know what, it's okay to make money and do good. And then hopefully the other piece will follow. Yeah. Yeah. But can't we, can't we also say, like, I've been reading a lot about being of service and, um, and I was reading that this book, you know, that book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, because it's all small stuff. Um, it's like a, like a yep. little reference kind of book almost. And um, I, I just read it. He was saying this, he was talking to a friend and she was like, oh, when I start making X amount of dollars, I'll do this for all these people. And all he was like, no, you can't wait until you make all this money. And I know that's kind of different than what you were saying, because I got what you were saying, like, like right. and, and you and Iman, like, like social working doesn't make as much as like, I don't know, a singer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. but, but no matter what fields you're in, I think we forget that we can do things where we are. Um, and we can volunteer now and even, and being of service too, I think, and I'm trying to get better at it. Cause I, I forget we get caught up in our own worlds, but it's also um, just listening to someone or I don't know, making someone laugh or giving them a little gift, a plant or so, you know what I mean? Like, and just yeah. showing up for people. I feel like we can, and like I said, you can volunteer, you can do, it's a lot of things I feel like we can do um, or just check on someone. But I don't want to set this notion, this is not what you were saying at all, but set that this kind of notion, like we have to wait till we get to a certain point to help people. Or you know what I mean? We can, we can help each other right where we are. Even what we, what me and Iman have decided to do and you coming on the show, we're doing it to help the listeners. You know, right. we wouldn't put it out there. We could just do this by ourselves. Like, <laughs> have a conversation behind closed doors <laughs> like have coffee with us just talk to us but um I, I I wish that those fields that were helping pay more but in the same time that like don't let's not stifle ourselves and think we can't help where we are Is that you are 100% right 100% right any anybody can do anything starting tonight that can have a positive impact on the world I mean go outside and pick up some trash that that's a great start anybody can do that mm -hmm. I just saw a Cheetos wrapper outside I didn't even pick it up see I could have done <laughs> um, I'm trying to get better at it because I, I didn't even think about it in those terms myself so I'm not like I hope no one thinks I'm being preachy because I I have not I didn't think about it that way till recently well I and I think part of it is just awareness that's the first, the right. first step. And a big right. part through my journey, because I think so many people kind of go through life with those, those blinders on where they're just worrying about what they need to get done, their to-do list. But then once you start to see, or those blinders get taken off, it's like a, a whole new world. And then yeah. you start to see those other people who are doing the same thing and yeah. connect with them. And you start to see the people who want to be like that and then they start gravitating toward you and then there's the other people who have their blinders on and that's fine they can still be on their own journey and they can do whatever they do <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I agree 100% and I think that like I'm just thinking about the whole idea of 
being, so we had a few episodes back, we kind of talked, interviewed each other. And one of the things that I said that I struggled with when I was younger is having those blinders where I was so focused on Mm -hmm. this task, the next goal. So I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of the things like opportunities that are around or ways that I could impact other people. It was just like, nope, I need to reach point A and that's all Mm -hmm. that matters. So I think that's such a good point in terms of just being able to, and it wasn't easy. (laughs) Like I had to consciously make an effort to be like, Mm -hmm. all right, like focus on this or be more present in this moment. Um, But I think it's such a great point that you're bringing up is just like not having those blinders on and really seeing the opportunity that's there in that present moment, which takes some work for sure. It does take some work. It does take some work. And you mentioned the word present. One of my recommendations, if someone does, if they're like, hey, I realize I have some blinders on maybe, just mm-hmm. observe, go sit in a park or like sit somewhere and just watch people because you will be amazed at, at those helpers who are stopping to tell people to keep going, to encourage them to pick up trash. Um, and you'll see how everything kind of ebbs and flows together. So being present and Mm-hmm. putting down the phone, which I know is hard, you know, mm-hmm. putting away the distractions is a good way to kind of get grounded on what your next step is going to be. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it's, it makes you feel a lot more connected. I found when you're, when you are present in that moment. And people will think you're crazy. So just a heads up, because again, <laughs> you're, if you're the one who's sitting there, not on your phone in an airport, people will be mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you notice so much more. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it like that. So yeah, so like look for it. Um that's, that's important. Um so they say your inner circle is really important. What qualities do you look for? Um they have to have to be in your inner circle. They have to be present. So we just talked about that. If someone is on their phone constantly when I'm talking to them, that's not going to fly in my inner circle. So they have to be present. They have to be humble. I don't do arrogance in any way, shape, or form. I have a sign above my door when I leave that says, um, be humble and kind. So those are two things that are very, very important to me. They have to be honest and they have to be supportive. So they like, like you said, the, you're like the five most people you spend the most time with. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. to be around people that are uplifting, that are happy for the most part, that, you know, give off good vibes. I, I think we all know the um, vampires that kind of suck our energy. I don't, I don't want them in my circle. No. And you're the first person who said humble. Um, what does that mean to you? With someone's humble. So this is where the concept of graceful confidence comes in, because I think sometimes people mistake humility with being nice and people connect nice with being weak or letting people walk all over them when that's not the case at all. The whole idea behind graceful confidence is you can be ambitious, you can be confident, but you can do it in a graceful way where you're not arrogant. You're not stepping over other people to accomplish your goals. There's ways to do it, ways to do it in a, in a graceful and humble way. So I would 
describe humility as more of a quiet, quiet, ambitious person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so still having that ambition, but not necessarily, and you know, you can still talk about it. And this is where it gets a little, a little dicey. And it's been a struggle for me because humility is so important to me, putting myself out there at the beginning, I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to talk about, talk about myself. Like that's not, that's not who I am. But the fact is, and it took me a while to learn, people aren't going to know what I do and how I can help them unless I tell them. And I can tell them in a way that isn't like, hey, I'm the best, like number one, you know, it's just, it's one-on-one -on -one conversations or it's giving them some advice or, you know, whatever they need to help them. There's ways to do it that does not come across as, as arrogant. And I think we all know what arrogance looks like. It's not yeah. pretty. Yeah. And I think like as women, and I do this even with myself, I struggle with it. It's um, sometimes I feel like we're a bit too humble. Like you were saying, like you might've accomplished or done certain things. And I know for me, like, it's very hard for me to say like, hey, I've done this or that. Um, a lot of times it's someone else that knows that accomplishment that will spring it up. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but it is hard to find that balance where I'm just like, okay, letting people know what I've done without feeling myself is like, oh, I'm bragging or I'm being arrogant. And um, yeah, so I think that's a good thing to kind of keep in You're mind. You're not alone. You're <laughs> not alone at all. So many women struggle with that. And that's part of my coaching that I'm doing right now is helping professionals learn how to position themselves and talk about themselves in that in that graceful way because mm -hmm. there are there are ways to do it and I think a really important part is the intention behind what you're what you're saying mm -hmm. so if your intention of putting yourself out there is I want to help other people or I want other people to learn about this because it can help them Mm -hmm. those are good intentions and we should feel good about that if your intention is I want to step on my friends so I can you know blast to the top of the corporate ladder then maybe it's not it's not the best of intentions and that's why you're feeling a little icky about it yeah mm -hmm. I never thought about it that way either and or it, it, it could it also be like well I also want us to work together or have this exchange like if I met if I didn't know you and then I met you out and I heard you say something about what you do. And I'm like, wait a minute, we need to talk more about this. Come on, I do, I have a podcast. Come on my po come on my podcast with my co-host. Like I think, is that, is that I, I never thought about it like that either. Cause sometimes you, maybe, you get like, well, are they more advanced than me? Or would they even come on the show or like, but I'm making those connections too. And if you don't say what you do, how will people- I was gonna know. Not right then you can't no you know? know yeah yeah so it's like share, sharing what did you say yeah yeah there's so much noise out there mm -hmm. so to to get your message across as you guys know you know you need to be upfront about it yeah and again it's something I struggled with because I just kind of like put stuff out that you know my my 2014 blog that I wrote and didn't share like what good is this gonna do? <laughs> I heard a singer. Um, but yeah, I heard a singer in an interview talking about that. She was like, "Share your gifts." Like, she was like, "I used to sing in my room, but who? Your your gifts are there to be shared, and share what you're doing." 
Um, and I didn't, I never thought about this stuff like in that way. Um, and I think it's really, really important. And you also talked about being kind and I, I've heard we, I think we, um, interchange nice and kind when they're not this in my mind, they're not the same. Like, cause I don't think I'm a particularly nice person, but I think I'm very kind. Like, I'm not going to be like, hi, like, I'm not doing all that. I'm just, that's not my personality. But if you were on the side of the road or like, if you called me and needed something, I think I would show up for that. So is that, is that kind of in alignment with what you're saying? Very much so. You know, there's the old saying that nice people finish last. And that's why I want to get away from the word nice. I think there's negative connotations with it. Mm -hmm. Kind, it's stronger. It's more feminine, but it also has a strength to it. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to stop and do a really strong action, like help someone on the side of the road, that's something that's much different than being nice, the nice person. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with being nice. If you if you identify as nice, that's great. But I do think there's a difference between between the two. I see nice as like um superficial, like it's like a a, a sh- like a, a, a veneer almost. But yeah. kindness is like the action or whatever. Does that yes. yes. I don't know. Okay. What I is- love that. <laughs> haven't thought about it that way, but I love it. Yeah. Um I've, yeah, I've never really just like thought of them as two separate things so this is interesting to kind of get that perspective but I do agree when I hear kind I think I do think strength nice is more yeah. just like that like that fluffy feeling that you kind of get yeah <laughs> really nice um there's so my previous job one of my co-workers um very good at his job but not necessarily liked by that many people and I remember that he in one of the meetings he kind of brought up um he said something along the lines of like, I'd rather be respected than liked. Um, But I'm like, I like the kind of idea that he was thinking of, he's like, I'm not going to necessarily be nice to everyone. um, But I will be kind. So he's that person that would, if you call him up, if you needed him to help you with a project or something like that, he's there. But he also is that person like in the morning, he may not say good morning. So it was kind of like one of those things where I was like, okay. Um, but it just made me think of that when you guys were kind of talking about nice versus kind and kind of the um, strength behind those two things. Yeah. And I guess for our, um, for our listeners that might be interested in either starting a podcast or wanting to be an entrepreneur, what piece of advice would you give them? just start doing something. Mm-hmm. I think we get stuck in the, the planning and the thinking stage, trying to make a decision. Should I, shouldn't I? If mm-hmm. you know, if you have the idea, I think Mel Robbins has the five second rule. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but mm-hmm. she says, if you think of something, something to do, an action to take an idea of burst of creativity, mm-hmm. do it within five seconds or you're not, you're not gonna do it until the next time it comes. So I try to do that. I'm not great at it, Um, but start somewhere. If you have that little idea about something that that lights your heart up, that gets you excited, no matter what it is, if it's photography, if it's writing, if it's podcasting, 
just start. It's not, it's not that hard. The barriers to entry are very, very low for a lot of different things. And even, especially with technology and the access that we have to, to different things these days. And if it's something bigger, find someone who's already doing it and reach out to them, but just take some sort of action to get started. And I think people will be surprised at how quickly it, it snowballs. And then make sure you keep telling people that you're doing that thing. So continue. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's so scary to reach out when you like, because um, I keep thinking about uh, like, you know, the, the people you hang around with the most. I was telling Iman, I was reading about how like you're usually way around the same amount of them and make around the same amount of money as them. Like you're the people you're around. And um, um, I was like, I want to get around people who make a lot of money so I can make a lot of money. But I'm like, how do you get in the room? How do you get with them? Like, how will they accept you? So I think about all of that. Um, and it does get uh, intimidating. And I think it's, I don't know what it's going to take. A lot of courage. <laughs> can I hang with y'all? <laughs> can I sit with you? I, I will say though, I think the the sentiment is shifting. So we were talking um, before, I think females especially now are getting much better at collaborating with one another as opposed to competing with one another. I'm mm. seeing it in lots of different ways. So truly, if there's a, there's a group you want to sit with, go sit, go sit with them. Don't even ask permission. Go sit with them. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Or hang out with them. Don't ask permission, just <laughs> I mean, hey. you know, permission. I, listen, I can't tell you how many networking events I've been to where I'm in the middle of something with someone and some guy will just walk right in and they didn't ask permission. They just, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do what you do. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to do what you do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. That's my, I'm going to do it. And, <laughs> try it. Just try it. I mean, yeah. okay, so go back to our first question. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say, get out of here. Okay, that's probably the worst that could happen. Yeah. How would you handle that? It would suck, but you'd probably yeah. get over it. They'd be like, what a freak. <laughs> and that's it. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to go sit over there by myself and watch y'all. <laughs> right. I'm still going to watch y'all. <laughs> y'all already think I'm crazy anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really, really good point. Um, and, and when you, for you to get into life coaching, you had to get in that circle, right? Mm -hmm. In that world. Yeah. So what did you do? Did you just fake it until you make it truly? Okay. Um, and it's just showing up. I will, I will also say if someone wants to get started and this is along the same lines as, as taking action, say yes to every opportunity that comes your way. You never know what it's going to lead to. If someone asks you to go to some sort of event and you don't know anyone, it's going to be uncomfortable, but say yes, because you don't, it's just going to snowball from there. And then the really cool thing that happens is once you start saying yes and opening yourself up to those opportunities, more opportunities are going to come and you're going to feel more confident and comfortable in those situations. Again, that's why a lot of people don't do a lot of stuff. We don't like to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But if we can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, it's it's gonna go up from there. But you gotta you gotta take that first step, which is it's hard. It's absolutely hard. But again, what's the worst that's gonna happen? 
Then yeah. you go get a coffee and yes, you talk to your friends about it and they'll have a good story to tell. Yeah. 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 True. And I do feel like the few times where I have like put myself out there in that sense, it was very well, like I was embraced and I was like, oh, like this yeah. is, that was what I was expecting. So I think sometimes in our heads, we build up a story of um, that worst case scenario that usually doesn't happen. <laughs> um, right. And then the more you do it, you're like, oh, okay. Like it's not as scary as- Not that bad, yes. Your Graceful Confidence podcast, um, you kind of talked about kind of the focus of it, but is it a podcast? Is it just you? Is it guest focused? Kind of like, what is the framework and where can people hear it? I love interviewing people because I think everyone has their own story about confidence to share. Mm -hmm. So I have interviewed guests about their getting confident with being healthy, um, getting confident with starting a business, just going through some of the things as female entrepreneurs and not even entrepreneurs all the time, you know, professional corporate working people could take some of this advice also. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's really strong stories of women who are doing some pretty awesome things. So that's exciting to me. I like interviewing women like that. And you can find it um, actually on my Instagram. There's a link in my bio and I'm at Lauren Devick. Okay. Okay. How long have you been doing your podcast? I started my podcast in, I believe, August of last year, but I have a background in radio. So Um, I loved, I loved radio. I did radio all throughout college. And when I started the coaching, I tried the blog, I tried the newsletter and it, again, trying those different things. You got to try it, find out what works. Um, Mm And I'm like, why am I not doing a podcast? Because I, en- I enjoy this forum. I like the, the interviews. I like the editing. I like doing all of the different things. So it just kind of took off from there. Okay, nice, nice. Um, well, I don't have anything else. Do you, Iman? Um, no, I feel like I appreciate you being on the podcast. I feel like I have a lot of little um, things to kind of take away and it's like me and Selena say all the time we're like we do it for the listeners but I feel like every interview every guest we have on we we learn something new for our toolbox as well so that's part of why I love doing this that's awesome yeah thank you guys so much I appreciate it we're gonna do our little outro but I will say real quick that yeah the podcast has changed my life it has yours Lauren I'm surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, I'll have people reach out to me. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Again, and I think I think it's part of the reason is because I didn't put pressure on myself for the podcast. It was just a fun thing that I did. And that's another piece of it is if you're having fun, you'll be surprised at, at how much good stuff comes your way when you aren't forcing it and putting a lot of pressure. But yes, it's been fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Lauren. First, did you this, you didn't want to say anything else, right? <laughs> um, I guess while you're thinking, I was going to ask: Are there any um, projects or anything that you have coming up in the future that you'd like to share? I would love to write a book. That's been on my goal list for years. For okay. years, I would love to actually take the podcast and translate that into a book because you know people like to receive information in different ways and that would be relatively easy but I need to take that first step I need to take my own advice 
we're always great at giving advice, but sometimes it's hard for us. Yeah. Yes. yes, you can do it. Iman's I, I, been thinking about a book for a long time. I've been thinking about a book for a long time. We need to. We need what to are your books about? What are your books about? Um. So mine is. So I was trying to initially. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to do something around self help growth because that's what I'm into. But as I was writing, I was like, this isn't flowing. Um. And when I do read, I read a lot of. Um, fiction, like mystery, crime start things. So I've started along that route um, and it just flows a lot easier. I tap into that creative side, but it's also one of those things where I'll work on it consistently for a little bit and then I'll put it down and not come back to it for months, sometimes years. Um, so it's one of those things, like you said, I just have to prioritize, but I do, when I sit down and do it, I enjoy it, but That's I haven't awesome. like, set an end goal so I think it's just like oh I'll get back to it mm-hmm. yeah that's the same thing I've run into like I, well mine was poetry I did that but it's just like a little tiny one um just that was but that was just like uh consolidating my poetry over the years so that wasn't like writing a book I don't know I just want one like I want to write a book I love books and I, I would say self-help but I know I don't, it would probably be more like a memoirs, memoir-ish thing with like short stories, but then the lesson, but then also all the ridiculous things that I've done and then tie it in. Or um, I was thinking short stories. I could never do a novel. Like that is a long journey, um, but, but maybe like, yeah, just to tap into that creative side, but I need a book out. Like I just need that. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> I need to get it out of me. Something wants to come out and know it. So. Well, I'm looking forward to your future stories once they get published. Um, the, other thing, <laughs> the other thing that I am working on is a speaking series for female leaders. So mm. like we kind of alluded to today, females, women have some different challenges in the mm. workplace when in business. And there's different tactics and strategies that women can use Mm -hmm. that will help them get whatever their success looks like, get them there. So that's something that I'm going to start some interviews with some CEOs and some female leaders coming up soon. So I'm looking forward to how all of that progresses. Exciting. I can't wait. And and will that be on your podcast? Like once it's all? That would make a good book also, actually. So probably. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I'll probably do different different write-ups and different interviews with different people. And then um, what I really want to do is turn it into a speaking series so I can go to different groups and talk to them about about these different things. Mm -hmm. Okay, I love that. Yeah, come back anytime. Mm -hmm. Or if you ever want us to um, just post about something, just let us know. We want to help everyone, you know, but like help each other. And I am going to reciprocate this. So if there's a topic that you guys are super passionate about, let me know. And then I'll have you on, on the Graceful Confidence podcast. Great. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, all right. I guess we are, we're going to close out, I guess. Everyone good? The, yep. Anything else, Lauren? I'm sorry. I like cut you off. No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, Good. Well, thank you again, uh, Lauren, for sharing your time with us and inspiring our listeners to redefine success for themselves. 
And of course, thank you listeners. We could not do this without you. Remember to hit like and comment on this episode. Make sure you share it, leave a review. We love your feedback. Remember, you can subscribe at U Plus Happy um, Podcast. We're also available on YouTube and IG at U Plus Happy. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. And we asked our guests to say our tagline, which mm. is, it's long. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll show you our definition of success if you show us yours. Now, you want me to say now? Yes. Got it. <laughs> we'll show you our definition of success if you show us yours. Yay! <laughs> Not everyone gets it the first time. No, most people don't actually. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. It was wonderful seeing you. Same Thank here. You for those books. I'm looking forward to it. Yours too. <laughs> <laughs>